This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Real potatoes and vegetables. With roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Guys, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. Oh boy, today on the podcast, we are talking to one of my favorite celebrity chefs. You know her from the Next Food Network star. Good morning, America. The Wendy Williams show, The Dish, and her newest show, The Good Dish. Check your local listings because it's on syndication. She's rich. She's rich now. She's got a show on syndication. She's buying lunch forever next week she's coming to la and she's buying me lunch i can't wait we're getting truffles on everything truffles on everything plus you can see her alongside me on the food network's raid the fridge please welcome the amazing the wonderful my new culinary bff jamika pessoa hello honey how are you i am good and i can finally pronounce your name correctly finally Um, (laughs) after i taught you (laughs) we had a thing we were okay. So doing a f- doing a a show, a food show, is very strange, especially when you have co-hosts that you've never met before. Because we were like the first day, I had no idea who these people were, and suddenly it's like, okay, now you're gonna be best friends on camera all day. Yeah, I had to Google you. I didn't know who the hell you were. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, humbling me in front of my audience. She's no, lying, I guys. Been in our she relationship was... before too long. We have a she... great relationship. I give it to you hard, and you throw it right back. So it's all love. She is trying to act cool. She had me sign um, her child's lunchbox. <laughs> she had me sign her wrist. She was like, "I just want to be able to see your name every time I'm cooking." It, I was like, "Don't be creepy. We're just trying to make a show." I mean, don't tell everybody our secrets, okay? But the first time we were shooting, and the first time I was introducing you as Jamika Pessoa, I kept messing up your name i kept saying like jamika paswa or paswa paswa you you couldn't get it and it took like five takes and i was like yo i'm not gonna be here all night with you i know and you gave me a little secret (laughs) and you gave me a little secret and you and you whispered it to me and this is before this is before we have any type of chemistry i don't know how far i can go with you i don't know what we can say to each other and you go i'm gonna tell you this and you can never repeat it to anyone. <laughs> but it rhymes with ho. Like, think hoa. Yeah, like, oh. I was like, I'm not a ho, but <laughs> my name is Pesoa. You never forget. You never forgot it after that. And I never, never forgot it. You could just a Pesoa. <laughs> <laughs> I never forgot it. And it made me love you so much more. <laughs> Because, you know, I also knew that there was probably a lot of pain behind that. Because when I was growing up, people would call me Dan a douche. Well, I mean, it's kind of fitting, but sure. Ho <laughs> and douche. There you go. This is how we mean. We are hoes and douches, and that's why we get along so well. Okay, before we get to all the fun stuff, we are going to take a look into your sad, sad fridge. You guys can see Jamika's fridge on my Instagram at Stand Up Dan. I mean, you know, I bring in the rock star chefs thinking they're going to have these amazing fridges with <laughs> very artisanal ingredients from the farmer's market. This is, but this is the fridge of a mom who don't got time. Exactly. Who don't got time because she's busy. <laughs> busy mom. You see sippy cups 
formula, baby yogurt. Yes. I, the attempt at the bottom, I have some raw chicken. I do plan on cooking that. I'm going to get to it. Okay. You see, I had the rotisserie chicken ahead of time. So it's like, uh, I need dinner in 20 minutes. Let me just tear this rotisserie apart. <laughs> yes, just in case you don't get to the raw chicken, you have the rotisserie. So the raw chicken that you have in here is sort of aspirational. Yes, it is a goal to get to the chicken thighs before they spoil. It's a reminder of the accomplishment that I need to make before the week is over. And, right. And But I think... All moms can agree the crisper, the vegetable drawer, like that is where your secrets lie, which I, well, I didn't show you because that's where we hide our fun stuff. So, oh, tell me. Yeah. So I have like a piece of dark chocolate because nobody goes in the vegetable drawer. Like my husband's not going in there looking for carrots. My daughter doesn't even eat vegetables. Nobody's in that drawer but me. So I have a, some a p- good piece of dark chocolate hiding in there. I've got a hat, like a fourth of a bottle of wine. Like I just, I don't need to drink a lot. I just sip on it just to take the edge off of things sometimes. And I put it back <laughs> in the drawer. Oh my God. So that drawer is your secret place. Cause you're like, no one's going to go in looking for vegetables. That is a mom's secret hiding place. Yes. That that's where so we stash funny. our good, good stuff. This that's like where all your jewelry is and stuff. You're like, no robber's going to come in looking in the crisper. No one's looking for asparagus in there. You can hide anything in there. So hide your dope people in the refrigerator. No one's looking for That is so funny. Put it in the crisper drawer. No one's ever gonna look in the crisper. I'm literally gonna put the deed to my to my house in there. I'm gonna put any important documents. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, it's lots of milk, lots of dairy. I got some fresh uh, fruits, some fresh vegetables in there. Yes. Um, because I got a five year old and a one year old, and the five year old eats nothing, and then the one year old that she's everything. I'm like, I caught her eating her shoes. I was like, honey, what are you? What are you doing? <laughs> She was like, I found them in the crisper, mom. You're like, oh, God, I got to take my shoes out of the crisper. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's a well-seasoned balance, and I travel a lot. So I do try to cook, but sometimes it just doesn't happen, and that's okay. And then you also have this package here. So you have, like, a triple stack. You have the rotisserie chicken. <laughs> the, okay, and then on top of that, there's another, like, takeout thing. I don't even know what's in that takeout well, con- container. Okay. So full disclosure, all of my, if you go even to that next drawer, everything in my, my refrigerator looks like takeout because I'm obsessed with takeout containers. I keep uh. the containers. So I cooked the the one at the run up, the round one at the bottom and the one at that. That's food that I've actually cooked during the week. But you got to find the takeout places that have the good food and the good takeout containers. You wash them, put them, you put them in dishwasher. You keep, I am very excited oh. about takeout containers. So everything looks like I've ordered up. But I've, I've cooked most things in there. Most things. That is some, that is some immigrant shit right there. <laughs> Taking, that's shit that my mom does. Take the takeout containers. She's got like takeout containers from restaurants that have gone out of business 10 years ago. She still has them. Hey, there's nothing. It's sentimental. And it's in, and it serves purpose. It's multifunctional. Give me a moment. I can tell you where I ate that day. Like I took this home. This was my doggy bag from that restaurant I went to on our anniversary. Like I keep those things because they're good containers. You're the only person in syndication who lives like this, Jamika. <laughs> Seinfeld is not saving <laughs> absolutely his takeout containers. <laughs> Oh my God. I love it. Okay. And then we've got lots of milk. All my friends with kids, it's like, it's, I'm like, did you, did you have a calf? Is that the child that you had? There's so much milk in the fridge, in kid fridges. Well, because you never want to run out because you do not want to hear that cry of where's my milk at 10 o'clock at night. You're not going to the store. And the funny thing is I thought my, because I started breastfeeding and I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. This is, I I need my body back. And (laughs) I thought my daughter was calling me mama, but then she also says mama for her milk. So I'm like, are you calling me the milk? Is it mama for me or the milk? I don't know. So when she says mama, I answer, but I think she's calling for her bottle is is the milk mama. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. You are just a vesicle for milk. That's all you are. That's what we really are. So I, yeah, I I think I am milk and mama at the same time, but (laughs) I just buy it from the store now. So yeah. What are these, these little, these little muffins you have here? Those are store-bought grocery store chocolate cupcakes. Oh, okay. I am a classically trained chef. I can bake the best like cupcakes. I can do that. However, my daughter, oldest daughter, who has 
the, I'm not even going to insult my child's palate, but she doesn't know any better. When I bake cupcakes from scratch, she's like, they don't taste the same. Let's get the ones from the store. Like she only <laughs> eats the ones from the store and insult, insults mine. And I'm like, I put dark chocolate in there. I put semi-sweet. I, I, I did the eggs. I whipped and she doesn't care at all. Oh my God. Humbling. Doesn't care. Yeah. I, I tell her all the time, I'm like, do you know your mother is like this great chef? And she's like, but you make good spaghetti for me and put butter on it. You're great at that. Like, that's what she tells me. You're like, I cook for celebrities, God damn it. Like, do you know who you're standing next to in the kitchen? They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. That is amazing. So I... You know, it's funny. When we started working together, this was uh, Raid the Fridge was my first food show. I'd never really done it before. And it's very obvious. It's very obvious when you watch on the show. They're like, um, how did this guy get? Is this like a make a wish? How is he hosting a show? <laughs> I was I was so enamored by your special skill, which was there's a moment where we taste the food, right? That whoever the contestant is, is cooking. And then you have to describe what is good about it and what's bad about it. And you go into the weeds with real details about what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, I don't have the dis- the descriptors that you have, but I'm tasting it and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, she's right. And then the the director will come out and be like, uh, keep going, Jamika. We're going to need like 60 more seconds of this. And you would pull stuff out of your ass that made sense still. And I'm like, is she like, how is she like psychically looking into this dish and it's like breaking it apart into all of its base notes and like... It was really, it was, it was amazing to see. Well, I appreciate you noticing that. And that's the thing, because I've done competition shows in the past. And these people, first of all, they're nervous and they're eager and they're just excited. And they want, they're excited for you to taste their food. So they want your feedback as to what you're getting. And I listen to them describe whatever it is. And I want to feel that I'm going to taste all that. So I give it back to them. Like I got this, I didn't get that, but maybe you could have rounded out with this. Cause people want to know, just like when your mom cooks that dish and puts it in front of you, she wants to know how does it taste? So you can't just say it was good. Like that doesn't tell people anything. People are watching this show for a reason. They want to be in that moment too. And not, they want it to feel like they're tasting like, Oh yeah, that could use a little texture on it. It does look a little soggy. I could see that. So you got to pull people in with your descriptors because they can't taste it. And the person standing in front of you, they want to know. But the thing is, you never really know if I hate it or if I'm really in love with it. That's how I play poker game with you. That's the thing. And there was, I'm not even going to name names, but there was someone on our show who made the most awful dish in the world. And we all thought we were going to die because it was like undercooked, like shellfish or whatever. (laughs) And you, I felt so bad for you and Jordan because you guys had to eat that and give your little positive spin and negative spin. And we all just wanted to go and vomit it out so that we didn't get E. coli. Well, yeah. I mean, it was not in my contract to eat something so disgusting. However, I'm not there to crush anyone's dreams either. And so it's, I kind of, when I'm judging, I kind of go in the mindset of what would Paula Abdul say? W-W-W-P-A-S. W-W-P-A-S. You have a tattoo that says that. <laughs> well, no, because even, remember Paula Abdul, like, even if you sang the worst song, it was terrible, she would still, like, you're amazing, and you're a rock star, and I love, so if, if you ever see me judging, I think I'm outing myself, but if I start talking about your personality, like, you are amazing, I love your apron, the way you rock it all, and I've never said anything about your food i don't really like it but i'm not gonna crush you and send you back to the kitchen crying but i'm like the way you wear that hat man you are star (laughs) oh my god wait a second now i'm remembering the first time i ever cooked for you all you commented on was my apron it was a rocking apron oh you you wore it and the way you tied it in the back like you really that was impressive (laughs) oh my god evil evil Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, so I'm very fascinated by your cooking because you are a southern chef, but you also have Caribbean roots. Mm -hmm. And the history of American cuisine is always interesting to me because it is like very hodgepodgey and it's like an it's it's a real immigrant cuisine like every, everyone who came kind of added something to it and i the thing i love about like southern food in like like in the uh like i guess the delta region like mississippi or alabama and new orleans is that there is kind of that creole influence which has caribbean roots in it as well right it's like french and caribbean it's caribbean it's french it's african like you're right. It the ingredient, not only the ingredients itself is is brought in and, and woven into different types of cuisines and whatnot, but the techniques as well. So yeah, and the great thing for me is that when I tell people, oh well, I'm I'm born and raised in Alabama, but my family is Jamaican and Trinidad, they're like, oh, I know you can cook, just separating the two cuisines. But what I actually do is pair the two together and fuse them. Because if you really break it down, the cuisines are actually very similar in terms right. of the ingredients, the preparation of things. So like in the South, we do collard greens, but in Jamaica, they have kalaloo. So it's still a le dark leafy green. It's cooked down um, until it's tender. Like it's very, but so a lot of things are very similar. So I merged the two and just have fun with it. So like, um, of course my jerk, jerk chicken, my Jamaican jerk chicken is slamming, but when I do it Southern style and I deep fry my jerk chicken, like oh, baby. the crowd goes wild. See how like everybody just sat up straight, like, wait, you can do that? Yes. Yeah, so I just Southern deep fry it with the same flavor. So you get the heat and the spice and the juiciness and the flavor and it's crunchy. Like those, that's the kind of fun that I get to have in the kitchen. So yeah. If I do, because I got to bring you to the South. Like, we got to eat for real. Like, you do your L.A. eating. I got to bring you here so we can get some butter biscuits <laughs> and really get some eating going on. So, like, if I'll do my candied yams, I will, instead of just doing a cinnamon sugar type sauce, I'll do candied yams with, like, a coconut rum and with fresh mango, like, coconut rum sauce in there. So, oh, that's fun to me. Yeah, so I, I bring the Caribbean and I kind of, you know, just straddle the line of both and so and that's what i call my cooking caribbean heat meets southern sweet so of course i was trained across where i went to culinary school i can i i've traveled and cooked from italy and austria like you'd be amazed at like how many chefs in different languages i've been yelled at and in various kitchens and the good thing is i only speak english so i never knew what they were saying but i knew that they had it out. they were saying something really foul but it didn't matter to me. so Honestly, yeah, that was the great thing. But I can cook just like anything. But yeah, I live in Caribbean and Southern because it's just fun for me just to come up with new ways to present traditional dishes. And it's like, oh, wait, I kind of like that. So I just I have fun in my kitchen. I'm very intimidated by in the kitchen. Well, first of all, I'm intimid intimidated by you. Because you can't even speak. What, I can't even speak. I can't even speak. I'm intimidated by your beauty and by your um, by your command uh, in the in the kitchen. You know what you're doing, and I don't know what I'm doing. But the thing that I'm very intimidated by, cooking wise, is chilies. Chilies intimidate me because I always feel like it's very easy to heavy hand it, and it can just ruin a whole dish. Are there? I never cook with chilies. Do I need to start cooking with chilies? Well, yeah, because in your food is like you need to spice it up a little bit. What I would suggest is that you commit to it. You don't, you will never know the, the 
the vastness of peppers until you try them. So I would say like go to the farmer's market, just get like a whole array of peppers and the sizes matter. The smaller the size, typically the more hot it is. That's the general rule of it. That's what I try to tell them. Size does matter. And smaller is actually more powerful. I always say that she said, but okay. (laughs) So yeah. And just buy an array of just all the peppers and just take a bite and taste them so that you can, once you know the flavor, the heat levels, then you will know how to adjust them into your food. But if you just think, oh my God, it's a habanero, I'm going to die. You'll never be able to like really. Right. So make it a game, like invite your friends over, have some drinks, like have the pepper challenge or something so that you can fully understand what you need to put in your, the, the heat levels, you'll never get that until you commit to know how hot each pepper truly is and what you get from it. Because not every pepper is hot. Some it's just for the, the texture, the color, and the flair. Others, yeah, you can really knock your socks off. So, so yeah, I would play that that challenge with you. I would love to see you sweat and, and <laughs> you get all red in the face. <laughs> I'm down. We should do it next week. But then there's like a big difference, though, when you're cooking when they're cooked and when they're raw, right? Well, yes. And that varies the heat as well. If you they're smoked like a chipotle pepper or if they're pickled, that makes a difference as well. Or if they're fresh and the seeds without the seeds. So, yeah, it's it can be a daunting task. Much I hear a lot of people like, oh, I'm afraid to do this in the kitchen. The thing is, it won't kill you. Hopefully with the pepper, it won't. Food is, you are in charge. You are the master of your kitchen. And if it's nasty, throw it away. That's what I, and start right. over. So nothing can take you out. You cannot, a pepper won't beat you, but you got to understand what it is that you're working with. So you got to taste things. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't eat that. I'm vegan. I'm gonna... But I feel like you can't cook, say you cook everything if you haven't experienced everything to know what different flavors bring to different dishes. You got to you got to taste and and go all in with everything. You got to explore. I mean, okay, if there's if there's now let's let's take it from from big to small. If there's one ingredient that people aren't cooking with that has kind of a Caribbean flair or a Southern flair, like, do you have a secret ingredient that is just like the go to that you're like, why aren't more people cooking with this? The Southern Country girl in me is cream cheese. I'm mean, gonna tell you, I'm obsessed with cream cheese. Really? Uh, cream cheese will save your life. And I am a trained chef, and I'm telling you this there's so <laughs> many different things you can do with cream cheese. You can mix it in. If you have like a pound cake and you're like, why is my cake dry? Put some cream cheese in there. That makes any cake moist. If you have, like, you bake your pies and you're like, why is this cracked looking like the San Andreas fault in the middle of my pie? Whip some cream cheese in there that will hold it together as it bakes longer. I put it in, um, I put in my cream sauces too. Like if you want to make a quick, like I throw it in my Alfredo sauce, like just a quick. Wow. It makes, I don't have to do milk. I don't have to do anything. I do cream cheese and like broth a lot of times to cut down on cream cheese will save your life. I'm telling you, wow. I put it in so many different things. My magazine, my biscuits. Oh my gosh. Okay, Dan, we have to make biscuits together. You know how you grate the butter, the cold butter? If you grate some cold cream cheese into the butter, oh my gosh, I'm getting so excited. It is like the most magnificent bite, a pillowy bite of a biscuit you will ever have in your life. Cream cheese. I need to be a spokesperson for cream cheese. I was just going to say, if you're not sponsored by every cream (laughs) cheese company, they are wasting all their dollars. I mean, I've never seen a more, you're like, my daughter comes back, she gets a C on her test, rub some cream cheese on it, she gets an A. You got a burn in the kitchen, pull a cream cheese on there, that'll smooth it right up. <laughs> I've never. The day, I don't care, if I want a quick dessert, I have a what I call a two minute cheesecake, because I love cheesecake, but it's like, it takes a lot of time to like bake it and chill it and all this kind of stuff. With okay. cream cheese some powdered sugar and vanilla. Just whip it in a bowl together. And then I take some strawberries, pull out the center of a strawberry, pipe it into a strawberry and just top it with crumbled graham cracker crust. It is a strawberry cheesecake. In two minutes, you take a bite. It's like, why? Well, I don't even need to bake a cheesecake ever again. This, oh my God. No eggs, no nothing, no oven involved. That was what I used to eat all the time when I was pregnant. I was like, I want to, and my husband got tired of like, I can't go back to the same cheesecake place. They don't have the one. I would just eat that at 10 o'clock at night. Just cream cheese, pipe it in, strawberry, boop. You can do blueberries, raspberries. The two minute cheesecake every time. 
Oh my god! You should you should do that on the date. Impress a girl with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I'm I. I'm impressive enough with my tiny spicy pepper. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That sounds I can use all the help I can get. But that sounds amazing. I'm going to I'm going to make a I'm going to make a very vulnerable admission here. I'm going to get I'm about to get vulnerable here Please. if I may. I will be gentle with you. Go for it. I don't even know what cream cheese is. That's the like what of it. Don't ask questions. You don't need to know. It is a block it's like Velveeta. Don't ask. You don't want to know. It is just, just eat it and love just it. Just eat it. And luxuriate in it. Don't ask questions. You don't need to know. Okay. Don't ask. Don't ask. Okay, got it. It's like opening up a Big Mac. You can't open up the Big Mac. You just eat it. Do not look inside. That's like the McRib. Like, how do they ship a rib and this side? Don't ask questions. Just eat it. <laughs> okay, I'm curious about something. And this might get us into weird territory. And if it does, I'll pull you back. I apologize to the to the <laughs> listeners. Do you cook differently? I mean, how does race factor into the way that you cook? Would you cook differently for a black crowd than you would for a white crowd than you would for an Asian crowd? Like, I feel like like when it comes to stand up, if you're performing at like a like if it's like the black night of the comedy club, yeah. it's going to be a crowd that will laugh only if it's funny and if it's not funny they're not gonna pity laugh they're gonna let you know they're gonna let you know is it the same thing food wise is that a similar thing or well that's the thing the great thing about being black they're gonna tell you you they're gonna let you know no matter what like your hair right. is bad what are you wearing what are you right. we let you know we keep it very real okay which i like that because then you actually know if you're doing well or if you're not doing well like we are i feel like comedy and food we're in the business of feedback like, and if we're not getting real feedback, then we're not going to get any better. I, I never thought about it that way. You're very right about that. We do, we're, we, we seek that immediate gratification. I'm seeking that first bite mm-hmm. and that, mm, and you're seeking that laugh. And A laugh. That, yes. So, and we both control the crowd with what we're doing. So we control the room. So yeah, I will say the difference is, the major difference is seasoning. Mm. Better season your food if you're cooking for black people. <laughs> <laughs> Just are we talking about just salt and pepper or just in general it needs oh, no, to have no, 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 many no, dimensions no, no. of seasoning? You got to have salt, pepper, garlic powder, paprika, a little cayenne. Like it is the whole all your even in your that's like your that's in, that's for cereal you're talking oh, about. Anything yeah. scrambled <laughs> eggs, yeah. Oh, we I season my eggs too. I put a little hot sauce in there. Like, yes, that is the difference. When I used to cook, because I used to cook for different um, Falcons players and their family most times. Uh-huh. So yeah, there was definite, there wasn't different menus. I mean, I would give them what they needed based upon their nutritional needs or whatnot, but it was definitely a different preparation. It was a different cook, a different seasoning of sorts, if you will, for different athletes and their families. So, so yeah, yeah, black people, we want our food seasoned to perfection. I go to different places in different countries. I was like, oh, Salt doesn't exist out here. That's okay. But I bring right. my own. I bring my own. I have my, I keep my seasoning pouch in my purse. So when I go to Nancy's house and it's like, oh yeah, Nancy didn't season her, but it's okay. And I just, she turned her back and I season it myself. It's okay. It's okay. I don't have to let her know that her potato salad or her pasta salad is not seasoned. Oh my God. If you come to eat at my house, I'm never turning around. I'm scared you're just going <laughs> to. I'm going behind your back. Like, yeah, if you're sneak of a, I will taste it like, oh, no. And I'll drop a little something while you're, go get the wine, Dan. And then I'll, I'll spice it up myself. You're like, but the, we just opened the first bottle. No, just go get another one just for fun. Oops, I need, yeah, right. I dropped my napkin. Could you go get it? And then I'll sprinkle. Because <laughs> you don't cook with any spices. I need some food. <laughs> that is very funny. While there have been various versions of creamy cheeses throughout history, what most Americans think of today as cream cheese was invented in 1872 by William Lawrence of Chester, New York. Lawrence accidentally made cream cheese while trying to reproduce a French cheese called Neuchâtel. And in 1880, Lawrence began distributing his cream cheese in foil wrappers in New York and manufactured it under the name Philadelphia Brand Cream Cheese because Philly at the time was known for amazing dairy products. Oh, I didn't know you could just change names for the fun of it. I'm guessing my Italian olive oil comes from Hoboken and French baguettes were invented in Detroit. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. 
The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, I'm going to get into these questions that I ask every guest on the podcast. I'm very excited to hear what your answers are, starting with Jamika Pessoa, who is not a HOA. What is your earliest food memory? Earliest food memory is cooking with my grandmother scrambled eggs. And she told me scrambled eggs and I took a fork to her, her skillet and started scrambling it and scratching it with the fork. Boy, did she have my ass. But it was great. I learned how to scramble eggs after that. But yeah, that was my first food memory at seven. <laughs> oh my God. Your first memory was ruining a grandma's cast iron skillet. Yes, with the fork. And all you can hear is just scraping the bottom, scrambling it in the pan. Oh, she, she had me that day. <laughs> I mean, and in the South, your cast iron skillet, that's like the family heirloom passed on from generation to generation. It's, it's, if, you, if you have a will, but yeah, that's written in the will. If you have one, if not, yeah, someone going to fight over that at the, at the repast dinner. Somebody's like, where that skillet at? Where's grandma's skillet? We need big mama's skillet. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... You're on death row. Let's think of a reason you're on death row. Okay, you come to my house for dinner. You keep asking me to turn around. I don't turn around. You're forced <laughs> to eat my bland food, and then you just can't take it. You 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 kill me by by drowning me in a bag of seasoning. Okay. You're on death row now. What is your death row meal? Death row meal. I feel like that meal, you should just go crazy on all the calories you could ever imagine. So yes, because calories don't come to heaven. They, you go to they, heaven without they your They do not. So I think <laughs> I think about the meal that I the you're on vacation and you just go hard. Hooters wings. <laughs> oh my god! I did not see that coming. I thought you were gonna be like an aged steak. No, Hooters wings. No, let me tell you something. I am a classically trained chef, but I am I I I, I know I I eat my stuff. I don't don't be fooled by what I know. You are. I have a new I have a new way to brand you. She is Bordeaux meets basic bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, basic basic yeah bougie because I do have some standards on a few things. But no, I'll tell you why. Because when you're on vacation, say like you're in Key West or something, they you order that pile of wings that comes with it's like 900 wings on a platter. I'm like, this has to be calories galore. So this is my last meal. It, Hooters wings will probably kill me anyway. So this should be the food that I eat. Like think about it. That you're gonna die anyway. So you got <laughs> that's what's gonna pick you out. I don't need to eat an injection. The cal everything that's on that platter is gonna kill me right then and there. I don't need the government to, to pay the kill. Right. That's what looking okay. No, you want to save the government money. That is very, very nice. There of you go. <laughs> I, I I do my part. <laughs> It's funny. I actually used to really, really love Hooters wings, and Hooters wings come in a bunch of they have like a bunch of different fun flavors and stuff. But I went recently, and I was I'm hoping that it was just the chain that I went to that their wings were subpar because I remember their wings being awesome. Actually, like they were like double fried almost and like really fun. See, my experience with the Hooters is that you got to know the right ones to go to, like the guy, and know when the cook is on that night that you like. So it's like, oh, my oh wait, is Jerry there? Because he going to fry them hard. Like, I like he gonna <laughs> extra sauce them. So. <laughs> oh, my God. You have, like, a Michelin guide for Hooters. <laughs> You're just like, Jamaica's guy. <laughs> mm. Is is Reginald in tonight? Yeah, who's who's in the kitchen? No, you called there before. Like, who's in the kitchen tonight? <laughs> nah, I'll come on Tuesday. That's <laughs> I'll be back when he's he on the clock. Nah, he's not working. Oh <laughs> my god! 
I love it. Okay, <laughs> switching gears just a little bit. Mm-hmm. What is the best high-end meal that you've ever had in your life? Oh my gosh. Um, of course, it's something that someone else paid for, which is always great. yes. That, those are the best. Those are really the, the best. best. Yes, <laughs> the best. It doesn't matter what you ate. It's like I didn't pay for it. Um, it would have to be like a steakhouse experience. Like, like you said, now that is where I, I am particular, the age steak. And I mean, it's got to have the sear. It's got to be perfectly cooked. Like it's the full steakhouse experience with all the expensive sides and all of that. That's probably. Do you have a specific one in mind that you're like, Oh, that one. I remember in particular, (laughs) um, it was a long time ago, Smith and Walensky's in Chicago. I think it was on like mm. off of Michigan Avenue or something. But I got like this chop that was as big as my head. Because once again, I wasn't paying. And I mean, this thing came out and it was massive. And I was like on some, this was like a recruiting trip to get a job. And the recruiter was like, order whatever you want. And I'm like, you serious? Okay. And yeah, because people are like, oh, you should never do that. If you tell me that, I'm going to do as you request. So this was like some $300 thing. I don't even know. It was massive. Like the bone was sticking out. It was very Flintstone-esque. And, yes. And then I was like, well, shoot, I might as well throw in the lobster too. The lobster was like another $200. Hell yeah. <laughs> so everyone, all the other recruits are looking like, oh my gosh, she's never going to get this job. How could she? I, mean, I can hear them whispering about me and I am dipping in butter like... Oh, well, if I don't get the job, at least I had a meal. Y'all eating a salad like you're silly or something. And the funny thing is, I still got the job. Yeah, I got the job. And the, the recruiter pulled me in his office later. And he was like, anyone that has the, he was like, your resume is great. And you're so qualified. But anyone that has the confidence to order not one, but two most expensive items on the menu, that's the kind of confidence we need working for this company. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not suggesting everyone oh my God. that. And that's when you got your job at Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very weird recruiting oh, process. Don't not. I meet some very nice young ladies there. They're usually in school. Like I have a great conversation with my waitress every time. They're so sweet. I have a wonderful conversation with my waitress at Hooters as well. <laughs> I don't usually remember the conversation. It takes a lot to wear those little poom poom shorts. Okay. Our- the families at Hooters always weird me out a little bit, though. <laughs> Is the dad that's like not looking? Like, why are you here with uh, with you're here with abuela and like? <laughs> <laughs> and like and like your toddlers, like what is happening? <laughs> hey, gotta teach your son what's out there, son. This chicken wings, and this is what life brings you. That's it. Trial by fire. <laughs> this is life, son. Where are we going? I know people are listening. Like, what are they talking? About? Where we are going next is the best low end meal that you have ever had. This could be a street taco that was very very memorable, a hot dog, something that you were like, oh my god, that was like fifty cents and it was amazing. Okay, I am. You want to know the secret to my heart, and I have compassion for you because you're on a budget. I am an Arby's girl. You take me to wow. Arby's. That Arby sauce? Are you kidding me? Oh, I really? wear extra RV sauce just to take home and put it in my purse. Because you never know when you need to season with that with somebody's food later on. <laughs> that sauce comes in there. Excuse me, I dropped my napkin. Bring out the RV sauce. You just like, you just, someone drop, you drop your napkin. Someone's down there. And in that time, you just bring out 10 condiments on the table. <laughs> and you're just like the the rat from Ratatouille, just like mixing everything know. in. Oh, it is very much so. Yeah, like that roast beef sandwich. I... I, I would have compassion for, I mean, I'm married now, but a young man is like, hey, I would love to take you on a date, but this is all I can afford. You give me some uh, roast beef sandwich and some Arby sauce and and the curly wow. fries and the potato cakes. I could be your girl. I could be. Okay. I, I want to spend some time here because <laughs> I would... I, I, the last place, the last fast, I love fast food, but the last fast food place I'd ever go is probably Arby's. I don't know when the last time is I went to an Arby's. You're sleeping on an Arby's and they have the newest styles, not just the giant hat one anymore. They're like really vented up. Like, oh, really? I lived in LA. There was, I, I found the Arby's. I used to go there. <laughs> it was In N Out Burger and Arby's. I was quite. Wait. We're supposed to go to lunch at the Soho House when you come here. Maybe we'll go to Arby's instead. No, see, I know what TV show you're on, honey. You're not taking me to Arby's. <laughs> I've Googled your network. You're not taking me to Arby's. <laughs> oh, my God. My buddy Googled. I was in Mexico City, right? 
And my buddy's like friends Googled my net worth. And for some reason, it said that I was worth $230 million. million? And my friend, 230. And my friend says this to me. He's like, are you hiding money from us? I'm like, no, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And then I was like, holy shit, I'm in Mexico City. Someone's going to like Google Danadute net worth, see that I'm worth $230 million. And the cartels are going to like kidnap me now because that's what's on the internet. You should just say that was in pesos. That's... Well, no, on the internet last time, my nephew Googled, it said I was worth $14 million. So I am a little jealous that you are worth $230 million. My 14 looks a bit measly. But he did it at the dinner table when we were all sitting out. We were out to eat at a restaurant. And do you know my father made me pay for dinner? He was like, eh, eh, $14 million. Eh, here's the check, darling. You paid it. I was like, daddy, that's the internet. You can't believe it. Uh-uh. The, int- the intranet is what he calls it, my Jamaican dad. The intranet says you're worth $14 million. You pay for it. Oh, my God. The intranet. The intranet says. It did. It is. That's the intranet gets into your finances. You Intra. They got, got all in my Wells Fargo, and I had to pay for it. So, yeah, don't let anyone ever Google you at the dinner table. You're going to have to pay. That is hilarious. What is Arby's sauce? Is it like a is it a variation on barbecue sauce? It's a lighter barbecue sauce. It doesn't have the depth and thickness. Um, and the, mm. it's a lighter viscosity. So, you okay. know, barbecue sauce is for most regions, a little bit thicker, a little sweeter. It's a nice balance, a slight vinegary, little peppery, and it's a bit thinner. So it has a, a better spread as oh, opposed fun. to a thicker. You, you see how I'm, I went right into my nerdism of food. Like, <laughs> let me describe to you. I'm describing Arby's sauce in a packet, but I dove right in there. It's got a little bit of pepperiness, bit, nice vinegar. It's not too sweet, though. And it, it's, it has a nice spreadability on it. So, yes, that is why I go for the Arby's. Uh, you know what? I love the way you describe food because I completely understand what you're talking about. Like, I'm picturing, like, it's taking me to, like, um, like South Carolina barbecue sauce that has like kind of the vinegary stuff, like vinegary, you know, on the pulled pork. Yesterday. It's still tomato based, so yeah. so it's it's if you were to thin out ketchup and add in a little of heat and vinegar and just a touch of barbecue sauce, that is mm. what an Arby's sauce would give you. Holy cow! I'm going to Arby's right now. I love I love barbecue sauce. So any variation. And they change sandwiches every week. I look at the commercial. I'm like, what? They're smoking brisket now? Oh my gosh! <laughs> they once had a ven- they once had a venison burger. They, they had do a- all kinds of things. Yeah. Don't all right. sleep on our everybody out there. Don't sleep on Arby's. They will smoke anything and put onion straws on top. The fried crispy onions. They will put them <laughs> on you too and slather it in barbecue sauce. They will do it all. You better go. To oh Arby's. my god. I'm if you don't get, you if you don't get, if you don't get, if you're not like the spokesperson for Arby's and cream cheese after this episode, call my agent. I don't know. Call my agent. Yes. <laughs> now I know you like me. You like the sauce. You love a good drink. And whenever you're making a drink <laughs> on these, like the best is to see Jamika making a drink on these like daytime shows, because like it's always like. It, it always looks so healthy. Like, you're like, yeah, and he, I'm going to put some. It's like a smoothie that you just spike with booze. No. Let me <laughs> tell you about being daytime TV. Okay. I love my job with everything. It's a dream job, dream come true. And But we use real liquor. And it came a time where I was at one. It was one episode. I remember we had a guest come on and she made a drink. And I don't know what it was. I drank that thing so fast. Went and she made me another one. Midway through the segment, I could literally stop and feel myself. And I said to myself, what are you doing? You are zoned. You are lit right now. What are you doing? The cameras are rolling. <laughs> and I had to like chop a cucumber next. I'm like, I was like, I have a sharp object and I am buzzing. Like, let me not feel myself on national television. So yeah, I, I enjoy a drink. I tell people I only drink at work. Um, they take an application to where you work. <laughs> oh my God. But you, you do make amazing cocktails. What is normally this question is what's your favorite drunk food, but I want to find out what's your favorite cocktail. Cause you are like a cocktail maven. You, you make all these 
really interesting ones. You want to send me a drink? Uh, anybody out there that sees me at the bar, send me a mojito. And the reason why is because it's I get the fresh the fresh mint and fresh lime, but then there's so many different flavors that you can do with the mojito. And it's it's very hard for any bartender to screw it up. That's what I say. So yeah, different, like depends on what city I'm in. If I'm like somewhere in Florida, I, Miami or something, I'll get like a mango one. If I'm a little further up, I'll get a watermelon one. Like there's so many things that you can do with a mojito. Some people do margaritas. I am a mojito girl. A spicy mojito? Oh man, I love, 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 love a good mojito. So if you're, if people are coming over, though, what are you making? Like, because you make all these stuff in pictures. You make a lot of picture stuff. I do. You know what? Everybody always asks me to make is my mm. Southern girl sangria. And take us. Well, spoiler alert: it's got bourbon in it. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah. So it's white wine. I do peaches. I do strawberries and sweet tea in there too. So I brew wow. fresh tea, sweeten it, a white wine, something a little um, drier. You don't want a sweet wine because you already have the sweet tea in there. So a drier white wine, um, the sweet teas, fresh peaches, fresh strawberries, and then you do a splash or maybe two, three splashes, whatever you fancy. A bourbon, you finish that off. Southern girl sangria. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Holy wow. The party has begun when you pull that. I see myself getting very white girl wasted off of that. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds so good. It's so refreshing. It's the, you, it's something you could definitely kick back and and in case someone's wondering, it is on my website, chefjamica.com. The recipe's there. It is definitely a kickback in the sun kind of recipe with your friends. Just put up a big picture and you just laugh and sip and just have a good time. Like that is, I love that is the quintessential way to enjoy this the summer, I say. You know, it's funny. I love sangria so much and it's something that I never make or never mess with, but it seems like such a simple thing to do. Well, it's the greatest thing because anything, it's it's kind of like the meatloaf of drinks is anything you have left over you just kind of throw in there so it's like i got these apples they're about to go bad toss those in got these blueberries up oh, wait they're a little squishy perfect throw those in like it's whatever fruit is on her way out and that i got this half a bottle of wine up oh, pour that in it's the great catch-all cocktail so and it's no wow. real rhyme or reason or rules you just pour it in a pitcher and you have a ball with it so yeah i love it that's the meatloaf of cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> the meatloaf of cocktails. The most appetizing way to describe sangria. People in <laughs> people in Spain. That. People in Spain are just like turning over in their graves. <laughs> <laughs> what does she call our our beloved sangria? <laughs> meatloaf, people is meatloaf of cocktails. <laughs> I I let me say I miss you. I mean, we take the show together and literally didn't know each other, and we instantly just clicked. I could laugh and talk with you forever and two days after that oh my god thank you i miss you too and i love you very much it's funny my friend uh michelle buteau was just on your show mm -hmm. and she called me before she's like she's like so what's jamika like i was like jamika is one of the most pleasant people i've ever met in my life and i don't know if you're gonna i, I don't know if this description is uh -oh. is something you're gonna you're gonna like or not but i was like she's the type she's one of those people that like she believes in God. And even if you don't believe in God, after you hang out with her, you're like, I think I want to believe in God. Because <laughs> she, she's just like radiates just like a pleasantness that I just want to do whatever she's doing because it's she right. Just, I, have, I have a fun, we have a fun God. Like God is not to be feared. You can have a cocktail and talk to Jesus. It's totally okay. Absolutely. But yeah, and Michelle was amazing. I, I text you. I was like, I stole your friend. She was, she, I, know. I, did, I can't remember the last time I laughed that hard on a show. Maybe the exception, I laughed harder with Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. What? He, yes. He came on and the funniest man, he doesn't miss a beat. He's so hilarious. And I told him, I said, I watch your show sometimes just so that I can feel better about my life. I'm like, at least I know my best friend isn't sleeping with, with my husband's alligator or something. He was like, that's what you think. Come on out, best friend. I mean, he was just so. Oh, my God. Like he had me in stitches the entire time. But Michelle was great. I miss working with you. I miss seeing you because now I mean, and I'm going to big you up for just a minute. I know I give you a lot of mess and a lot of crap, but you're not only funny because I mean, everything that you said on Ray the Fridge, you, you wrote all of your stuff. The one-liners, the one that you made up about me. Do you remember what she said about me? 
Um, I mean, I said so much stuff about you. No, you said. I said she's a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheet pan. I mean, I literally (laughs) burst out loud when you introduced me. A freak in the sheet pan. Man, you, I don't, I mean, I hope, I I don't hope people realize how funny you are, but you're also a genuine, a genuine person. And you, 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 you're, you're smart. That's the thing Like comedians are very, very smart. You're a smart guy and you're good at what you do. And you were nervous about coming into the food space. Like you still had your own point of view. Like you had, you held your own. So you're, you're, you definitely have more opportunities to do that. I think people will definitely pick up on that, but it was just a joy. Like you are so, oh my God. I, I, I laugh so much with you every time. Jamaica, let's me go. Want to be more funny. Like you made me realize in that show, like, wait a minute, I can say that. This is because I'm normally used to just sitting at a table and talking about textures and, and colors and constructs and, and plate presentations. But I was like, let's go. This man oh, yeah. me to the water. I am going to just take a pee in it. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's way more fun to eat the chef's food and roast the chef at the same time. <laughs> yes. So I, I so miss you. We had such a good time together on that show. Well, we'll definitely we'll 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 definitely be working together soon. I'm sure. I, I hope so. I'm, I'm working on something. I have you in mind. And okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's go. Let's I go mean, close the deal at. And I'll work with the karate kid. A bunch. Karate kid. We'll close the deal at an Arby's uh, over. <laughs> Arby's and <laughs> mojitos. Some... That'll be our new podcast. Arby's. And we're gonna have the. We're gonna have their new meatloaf sangria that they make. After listening to this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, push the edit button. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> what is... All right, let's get it. I'm going to try to get it back on the road. Okay, yes. Hangover cure. Do you have any good hangover cures? Like, what is your hangover cure for a meal, either for a client or for yourself? Um, That's not something that I do. You reach a certain age, and you're like, it's not worth it. Um, yeah. Same. As a mom, I have Pedialyte. <laughs> That's right. Your electrolytes, yes. So a lot of the moms use Pedialyte as their I hangover keep cure. That and keep that on tap for someone else that might need it. Pedialyte. I mean, I guess it's the old adage: if it doesn't work, at least you still get. You need something greasy and heavy. To, yeah. As they say, to sop up the alcohol. I don't know if that ever really works. <laughs> Definitely not true, but it's just fun to eat those but foods. But if nothing else, you're at the IHOP at like three in the morning and you're like, I got to sober up. I got to sober yeah. Just eating stacks of pancakes. I don't know. Yeah. But I do not want to have these pancakes and fried chicken. I must do it, though, because it will soak up the alcohol. I must. I just no, the must. southern word, you got to sop up that alcohol. Sop it up. <laughs> sop it up. <laughs> sop it up. But no, I think tacos. It, you can't go wrong with a taco. Like, eat that yeah. when you're, that's your best drunken food. That used to be my food back in the day when I was in college and I couldn't afford much. A chicken supreme chalupa at Toggle Bell did it every mm. time. Sobered me right up to walk into that dorm like I was the most sophisticated thing on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, this is I'm interested in this because you are a lot of people's favorite celebrity food personality. Who is your favorite celebrity food personality? Mm. I have so many and I call them my chef crushes. And okay. a lot of times if you watch the good dish and I'm like, I hope people don't think like I'm really flirting with these people. But I so when I call you my chef crush, I truly admire what you do and how you do it. So like Marcus Samuelson, a we mm-hmm. I mean, instantaneous, like he didn't want to leave. And I was like, can we keep him? Like, he's so great. Morocco Despirito, um, Kat Cora is a chef crush of mine. Um, yeah. Oh, Eric Repair. Now, I have not oh, yeah. met that tall glass of water, but when I am a sucker for an accent, let me just say that. If you have an accent, oh my gosh, the accent, I could just stare, look up at him and say, just talk food to me all night long. Yes. He, oh yeah, he's a dreamboat. He truly is. So yeah, I I might, I don't know, I might freak fan out just a little bit if I ever met Eric Repair. That might be my moment. Everybody else, I can hold it together, but that that man might make me shift a little bit. I <laughs> I met I met Eric Repair at a at a restaurant in New York and I went up to him because my girlfriend at the time was a chef and she was losing her mind and I was like We all do. He's royal. I know. 
But he was so charming and so sweet. And, uh, mm-hmm. oh, yes, of course, I will take a picture with her. I'm like, get your hands off of her, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> he is, a, he is a, a heartthrob. I do love that guy. And he just seems like such a nice dude, too. He, he, really, he does. I've heard that, that he is just a very genuine man. Um, but, yeah, so he's on my. Unlike me. Unlike me. You meet me in real life. I am a monster. A monster. Not true. You're like, oh. no, someone comes to you like, can I have an autograph? You turn around like, who are they? Oh, me. Oh, yeah, shoot. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just in, I, I don't remember where I was, but like this woman came up to me and with a camera and she's like, excuse me, do you mind? I was like, no, not at all. And she gave me the camera so that I could take a picture of her and her friend. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, no, I'll, yeah, I can, I'll be, yeah, I can be your photographer. You should have just taken the selfie of yourself just to save face. Like, you might want this later. I'm kind of special. Yeah, you might yeah go, Google, go Google my net worth. You'll see. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I remember I was in the airport and like two, three people in the the, the TSA line were like, oh my gosh, I watched your show. You're so great. And this one guy, this older guy turned around and he was like, can I take your picture? Because you seem like somebody famous or something. So I'm going to just take your picture and Google you later. Is that okay? <laughs> I was like, sure, sir. Let's smile together. <laughs> you know, the weirdest is when they just, they're like, can I take your picture? And you're like, okay. And then they literally just take your picture without them being in it. Like they're just taking a passport photo of you. You got to be in the picture. <laughs> it's okay. It's very weird. As long as you're asking, we will happily do it. Yeah. That's why we got into this career is to have people take pictures of us. I mean, I got in it for the free stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's it. You get on a talk show, people give you all kinds of free stuff. I love my <laughs> okay desert island food so you're trapped on a desert island and there is one food you're going to have for the rest of your life what is it going to be mm, rest of one food the rest of my life cinnamon rolls <laughs> cinnamon rolls yes that's what you're gonna go out on is cinnamon rolls hell yeah <laughs> holy cow I mean, I, I'm on a desert island, so I assume I would have to warm it in the sun. But have you had a warm with cinnamon roll with the gooey center where the sugar and the butter and the cinnamon just kind of nestled together right in that nugget in the middle? Do you know what that experience is like? Come on. And every day for the rest of my life. Come on now. Come on. You know what? You know what really brings a cinnamon roll together? What? Cream cheese. Cream cheese frosting. I'm glad you you putting you picking up what I have put down. This is why we work so well together. Cream cheese frosting. I didn't. I don't want to say because I'm like I don't know where I would store my cream cheese on this desert island. But I yeah. think that the cinnamon rolls could last a sufficient amount of yeah. time. It's a breakfast. We'll give you an ice desserts. bucket. We'll give you an ice bucket. Yeah. I mean, but my ice will melt. Where am I getting this? If I can get ice, I should be able to get a ticket home. Like, how am I getting? <laughs> okay, we're taking this way too literally. If I can summon ice, I should be able to get a plane, right? But anyway, yes, a cinnamon roll. It could be for breakfast. It could be for dessert. It could be for a snack. That's what I want okay. of my life. Thank you. And switching gears, what is, is there a food that you just can't stand eating? Hand tuna. Hand tuna. Really? Hand tuna. Really? Yes. It's, it's the smell. It's the, <laughs> the thought. It's the look. The thought. Oh, <laughs> Wait, hold on. What about like the really upscale stuff from Spain that's in olive oil, like that stuff still? I Someone sent me that and it had like olives in it and, yes. and, and herbs de Provence. And I was like, ooh, fancy canned tuna. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If anyone sends you free fancy canned tuna, send that shit my way. And it was like. It was in like uh, imported. It had Italian olive oil, and it was it was. A, I was like, wow, no, no thanks. This is great. No, this is great. No, you know, speaking of fancy, a fancy meal and a letdown. I, speaking of, it came to my mind. I was out in LA this one time. Really, really. I'm not going to say the restaurant, but really, just amazing. Like off the chain. The you, everybody's. There's somebody's been to this place, right? Yeah. So I order. And there's one thing that I do just for shits and giggles. I order a Caesar salad everywhere I go just to taste. It's like the one food that everybody makes, but slightly different. So I was like, let me see what a Caesar salad looks like at this top of the line. Fancy. They have like one of the top chefs was the executive chef. Like it was beautiful, right? This thing comes out. And I was like, only in L.A. Caesar salad. It was romaine lettuce and they ship an odd. So very finely 
this just ribbons of, of romaine and they wrapped it in a cucumber, a thin slice of a cucumber. So they wrapped it around. So mm. cucumber ring with shaved Parmesan. Then they did a nitrogen. They blasted the Caesar dressing and turned it into nitrogen like crumbles. Come on. On Come on. (laughs) And and topped it off with a quail egg yolk on top of the the ring and then put a lemon and chovy Caesar foam on top. And I ordered this and I was like, what the hell? Are y'all pranking me? This is a joke, right? Like, this is Caesar's. Not yeah, that so I was like, this that was one of my first times going to LA. I was like, this is how they eat out here. I'm gonna die if I ever move out here. I can't, and the salad was like $52. But yeah, so I had Caesar foam essence wrapped in a cucumber. Oh my god. As a chef, I appreciate that because people order that and you can people pay for that. But as the the southern black woman in me, I was like, this is some bullshit. What (laughs) am I eating right now? Oh my god! I'm so I'm like racking my brain trying to guess what restaurant it is. I'll I'll ask you off the air. Yes, ask me off uh, the air. I, this is I, I Beverly Hills, I believe. And it yeah, was, yeah, I have a guess. I think I know exactly yeah. where it was. Caesar foam. Was, oh my yeah. god! You see it on the menu. Order two because you're gonna be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are up to our last question. Okay. Which is my favorite question, which is what is or are your restaurant pet peeves? Hmm restaurant pet peeves uh i well i remember my when i worked the line when i was a restaurant chef like Mm -hmm. the person who ordered like everything on the side and wanted to customize everything and remake the sauce and add this and i was just like she want to come cook it like you deconstructed the entire special that i've made for tonight and then complained that it wasn't great i was like yeah because you messed it up like so when you, I will say this as a message to people out there, when you see a special item on the menu or something that's like, oh, do those things really go together? It's been tested and approved. More than likely, they work. Just order it and enjoy it just as it is. Nothing on the side. Could you take out the butter? Like, just enjoy it. That chef has worked hard on that. Just eat it. Don't break it apart. Wow. So that, in the kitchen side, that is my thing. I love that. I don't think we've ever had a back of the house restaurant pet peeve. I think that's good for people to know, though, because I do think there is a fine line between the customer is always right and stop st- and and stop customizing everything and like let yourself go a little bit in a yeah, restaurant. Yeah, if you're at a really nice restaurant and they have like a great chef in there, like let he, him or her let them do their thing. Don't take it apart. Don't say, oh, well, I don't know. If it's all things you can eat, you're not allergic to it. Just try, like, go for yeah. it. Like, could that work with a gremolata and a pistachio? Like, yes, it works. They tested it the night before. It works. Just enjoy it and eat it. You take it all apart. It is no longer the special. It is just some wicked stuff you made up that you're going to complain and say, that food wasn't that great. It was your fault. <laughs> it was your food, asshole. <laughs> yes, that was your request. I wasn't on my menu. <laughs> So, oh my god i can't wait to go to a restaurant with you and uh, there's gonna be canned tuna on the menu i'm like hey this is how they want it they want you to have the canned tuna yeah we're gonna Manual. go live with that they're gonna see me really cuss you out on your instagram live. oh my god jamika i love you so so much tell all the people where they can find you so I will, I'm on Instagram. So all the social medias, Chef Jamika, that's C-H-E-F-J-A-M-I-K-A. My website is also chefjamika.com. All my recipes, join my newsletter because I send out all different kinds of fun things and every month recipes and whatnot to see me on TV. Everyone's like, oh, I love watching on TV. How do I see you? I'm on the show called The Good Dish. It's a daytime talk show, the most delicious spot in your day. It's syndicated, so it comes on different times for different people, different cities. Go to GoodDishTV.com and check your local listings. Also, all of the cities, all the stations are listed. You will find me and, yes, and follow me and t- send me a DM so we can rag on Dan. We can really talk some stuff about him. I would love Also, that. Also, you're on Ray the Fridge, which is on Food Network Go and will soon be on Discovery Plus, I just found Woo-hoo! out. So that's yes, going to be fun. Ray the Fridge. That was, that was a fun, fun show on Food Network. So, yeah, you... So you 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 look for me, you will find me. That is what I said. Mm. You mm. can't miss me. Mm. <laughs> thank you, Jamika. You're the best. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dan. 
This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Stephen and edited by Jordan Aaron. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan, and the interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really important to us, guys. Please do it. If you want more Green Eggs and Dan action, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. Also, we have a YouTube page where you can actually see me and my guests going through their fridge in addition to other videos. Just type in Green Eggs and Dan in YouTube. Like and subscribe please. We need a lot of subscribers on that page. You will really enjoy it. It's a very fun element of the show. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.